1: Even podcasts, whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
2: This is the Fight Fan with your host Pete Hoffman. You can follow me at the Hoff WFAN, at the Fight Fan WFAN, at the and those are Twitter accounts, and at the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman everywhere else. That's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I got TikTok now. I got everything. You will find it also at WFAN.com and the Odyssey app. It's been a little bit. Last time we did this, uh, last time I put out a podcast was I think just before the last UFC card of the uh, of the year. And now I'm back because we have a in a few hours. I'm recording this right now just before the uh just before about two hours before the UFC Fight Night 200 with Calvin Cater and Giga Giacase. That's headlining the fights. T- only 10 fights. It's been a, a very crazy card because a lot of fights have been taken off. But re- regardless, recording it a couple hours beforehand. So we'll get this out there. We'll push it out there. And you guys can listen. And anything that I have for you that I could give to you, uh, hopefully will help you pick a good uh whether it's your DraftKings, FanDuel, or fan duel whatever it is or placing your bets hopefully i can give you some good insight on that as always and uh, and i will have my picks out very very shortly i just looked through my my 2021 review in in fights and i was did it not bad 57% 200 was it 285 right i think it was two and change wrong 211 or something like that not happy with the, I need to up that. I always feel that's pretty, pretty crappy. I'd be like, Oh, if you get 55% right, 55 to 60%, that, that's that's solid. I feel like it's a crappy job. I feel like I need to be like 70, 75% right. If you're gonna listen to me for my picks, I want to do better. I need to do better. Gotta get closer to 70%. I feel like that to me is now. Now we're talking. That's 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 much better. Listen, and it's UFC, it's MMA, so you just never freaking know with these fights anything can happen. But I want to give you, a, I need to do a better job on my end, pick and fight. Now, it is the first UFC card of the year. So I'm excited about that. It's a long layoff, it feels like. The fact that we, you know, last fight was, uh, what was it, Derek Lewis and, and Dacus. Which was a nice, you know, nice way to end the end the year. But we missed it. We, I, I miss fighting. I missed a lot of stuff. I, I'm very happy we're back. And listen, there, there's already controversy over the past few weeks. A lot of crazy fights have been confirmed or at least are being confirmed. You know, you got the, um, oh, my goodness, Covington versus Masvidal. That's happening. You have, obviously, next week you have Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gum, which Francis is saying that's his last fight on his contract. That's the last fight he's fighting in the UFC. Onto this contract. He's not fighting. Anything else with the UFC. So. If he loses. If somehow. Francis Gano loses. That is going to be. Very interesting to see. What the UFC does. With Francis Gano. Now if he wins. Makes sense. That Francis Ngannou Has the upper hand. Per se. Which not many fighters do. With the UFC. But. Gano himself. Would have the upper hand. Because he's He's the champion. And it's tough to say, uh, hey, champ, we're not going to pay you to fight, fight with us anymore. So, yeah, go ahead. Go go find somewhere else. It's tough to – it's very rare where you see a champion walk away from the UFC and then go somewhere else. So that's – we'll see what happens with that. That 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 is very interesting uh, to see what's going to happen with Cyril Ghana and Francis Ngannou. But then on top of that, there's other fights that are being announced too. Let's see. Let's just – Breeze through the UFC events and see what's what's been uh, what has been. Not everything has been confirmed, but there are at least you know some some rumors that seem to be pretty legitimate. One of them, by the way, which is oddly now this hasn't been confirmed at all, but something that has been thrown around and it seems like it's going to happen. It's just the feel I'm getting right now. It's Charles Oliveira versus Conor, Conor McGregor, and that to me is one of those like, what? What are you talking about? Conor McGregor's lost his last few fights. He hasn't really won many in a while, and Charles Oliveira's been, cr- you know, crushing it. He's a he's has the the title. Why would he want to take that fight? Doesn't make any sense. But for Oliveira, he explained it very easily. Conor McGregor's still a money fight. And at this point in time, he'll leading to get the title, he didn't need to go through Conor McGregor. But now that he has the title, all these other fights are going to make sense for him at some point. It doesn't make a difference which, who, or what it is. Conor McGregor, those come around once once in a blue moon to make a money fight on top of the fact that you have the title. So he's not backing down from anybody. He's just saying, I want money on top of it. Now listen, Justin Gaethje was going to say something else to uh Charles Oliver, that's for sure. Because he definitely wants that that title fight as well. Alright, so just to to preview a few things that are coming up. You got Ganu versus Ghanai uh, Ganu and Ganu. There it is. And Ganu versus Gan. That's next week. Brandon Moreno versus Davison Figueiredo, Uh Michael Pereira versus ah, his opponent dropped out, so Andre Firajo, or whatever his name is, doesn't really make a difference. He subbed in the last minute, so good for him for subbing in, but in that fight's kind of taking a dip. But you just never know, also. Last minute stuff, we see crazy stuff happen all the time. Uh, you got a couple decent fights on that pay per view as well. Following fight card on February 5th, that is Hermanson versus Strickland. Uh, they're still working some things together. Again, car, this this car that's happening today, right now, I'll get into it. A lot of fights were pulled off and thrown around all over the place because of COVID and whatever else. So, it, these cars are still being reworked like crazy. But this is going to be awesome. February 12th, it's going to be at Toyota Center in Houston. It's pay-per-view. It's UFC 271. Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker 2. Awesome, amazing. I cannot wait for that. You got Jerry Cattaneer, Derek Brunson on the fight. Colin Phillips, Marcelo Rojo. Okay. Vince Pichel versus Mark Madsen. That's a great lightweight fight. That's good. Uh, In prelims, you got Roxanne versus Casey O'Neill. I think it sounds like Roxanne's retiring after this fight. That's what it's getting, uh, That's what I'm getting the vibe of. I, I didn't see that she said that anywhere, but it seems like I'm getting that vibe. I've, I've been, for some reason, uh, Alex Perez versus Machnell. interesting. Ed Herman versus Maxim Grishin. Uh, Fernando Ronaldo Moicano on the early prelims versus Alexander uh, Alexander Hernandez. That's a great fight. Very interesting that that's on the early prelims, but that just shows you know good stacked card. They're, they're, that's a that's a card that you're going to be very interested in. Uh, then you got Dosanos versus Fiziev. This is, let's be serious. Rafael Fiziev in the lightweight division has making some crazy groundwork. He's an electric fighter. He is He is one of the best in the lightweight division, hands down. He's a, he's a gamer and he's really This is a great test for him. Because some people say, oh well, really, who has he really fought? Well, RDA is a is a legit test versus anybody. So if Fiziev can just take down and dismantle Dos Anos, Uh, You're going to see this is the potential, I'm not saying title contender, but he's going to be up there. He's going to be a top five for sure after that fight, if he wins. Uh, Johnny Walker versus uh, uh, Jamal Hill on that one. Ilya Latifi versus Alexander Romanov. Jessica Rose Clark, Stephanie Yeager. Decent card, again, still not 100% made, but that's up there. Then you got uh, Benil Daryush versus Islam Mikhaev. Makmarov Murdov versus Misha Cherkinov as well on that card. Again, these are just those are the two that are definitely on there, and these got some other things that are announced on there as well. But that's just those are the confirmed headline so far. UFC 272, which I'm extremely excited about. Again, when it came, it's like Christmas. Even though I came after Christmas, it's still Christmas. Colby Covington versus Jorge Moswell, that fight's been going on for a long time. So that 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 the, the rumors of that fight taking place, it's about time that it's happening. But, I mean, how do you explain these two the way that they're former friends, supposedly, former training partners, all that stuff, and now they completely hate each other? Whether that's all legitimate, whether they're just playing the game... I mean, Masvidal seems legit. We all can say what we want about Colby Covington outside the cage. Is it just an act? Whatever it is, inside the cage, he's one of the best. And I've already been asked by many people, how do you see the fight going? You know, uh, you know, Colby, you know, should should just take out Masvidal rather easily. It shouldn't be a difficult fight, but then. I also say this. Masvidal. Last time we saw Masvidal was versus Kamaru Usman getting knocked out. I don't think Us—I don't think Masvidal was healthy. I truly don't. So I'm excited to see Masvidal back. See where he's at. Colby's going to be very difficult to see Colby. For- but again, matchups make everything. Colby and Usman—you know—again, they they cancel each other out in a lot of different areas. Jorge and and Colby are two- completely different fighters. So it's going to be very fun to watch. That, now, that card's also on there. Bryce Mitchell, as in Barbosa, is supposed to be out there. Uh, Michael Jacek versus Dustin Jacoby. Tim Elliott's supposed to be on the card. Marina Rodriguez. Jalen Turner. Kevin Holland. Alex Oliveira. Devontae Smith. Nice card. That's uh, UFC 272. I'm not even sure. what the t- I guess it's BMF. Are we going to do a BMF fight there? It's no, no real title right now, but if so, that, that, that'll be cool. Unless they throw somebody else on there, too. We'll never know. Until it gets announced. Uh, you got... Who else we got? Uh, Tiago Santos, Magmeda, Magomed Ankalov. Which is... Magomed Ankalov is very dangerous. So we'll see how that goes. You got UFC, Fight Night 204. Is anything announced on that just yet? Nothing too exciting. I thought there was one more that I was super... Oh, Blahovitz versus Racek. Uh That is not a pay-per-view but that is the week before the pay-per-view. And that looks, that looks like it's coming together. Askarav, uh, As- Askar, Askarov versus Kai Kara-France. Matt Brown, Brian Barbarina, Michelle Watterson, Amanda Rebos, Nate Landwehr versus Laurel Murphy, jo- Joanne Wood, former Calderwood, Al- Alexa Grasso, Tucker Lutz versus Sangwoo Choi, Sarah McMahon, Carol Rosa, Montel Jackson, Danelle Bacquerel, Matthias Nicolau versus David Dvorak. That's a pretty good card. That's not a pay-per-view. Jeez, it's March 26th. Should be good. Columbus, Ohio, getting a good card, and then UFC 273. Rumors were supposed to be in Brooklyn, which if it is, I'm gonna go. But now it's changing. Uh, supposedly the locations changing. Potentially Florida. Boo to that because I personally like it to be me. I'd like to go to it. Uh, so anything locally, Brooklyn, be amazing. That's Alex volkanovsky This was supposed to be Max Volkanovsky 3. But Max early on had to pull out from this due to an injury. Korean Zombie stepping in. Now there's a lot of people that were putting up. Wanted to go up against Volkanovsky. But he approved the Korean Zombie. So that should be a fun fight regardless. Uh, do I think Korean Zombie is going to take out Volkanovsky? That I don't. Not right now. But... Should be a fun fight, nonetheless. You got Aljamain Sterling, Peter Yan also on there. That's the rematch that we've all been waiting for. You know, we saw Peter Yan how dominating he'd be. Algermain with the uh, took out Aljamain with that illegal knee, but Aljamain was you know he, maybe he's learned a thing or two. Let's see how he adjusts goes into that fight. That's gonna be the most interesting thing. How Aljo responds. Again, this is for the unification bout for the uh, UFC bantamweight championship. So this will be very, very interesting. Putriano right now is the uh, interim champion. Then you got Aspen Ladd versus Irene Aldana, Mickey Gall versus Mike Mallet, Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. I love Tisha Torres. It's going to be interesting because Mackenzie Dern's been up and down. Tisha had a little layoff as well, but I'm excited about that fight. Calvin Gastelum's going to be on there versus Nazar Amavov. Uh, Eugenio Rosenstrike versus Marcin Tabora Julio Arce versus Daniel Santos And I also believe Now, I can't see It's not here right now But I thought I saw that Misha Tate's supposed to be fighting on that too So, there's also Again, this is just the, you know Nothing confirmed 100% But these are what's been floating around I thought I saw Misha Tate's gonna be on that card I forgot who she's fighting But I believe she's gonna be on there Alright, let's get to business It's the first card back For UFC and listen actually I'll do one more rewind I'm going to have a lot more boxing guests the first few weeks because I think it's time to just have some boxing guests talk about the way boxing and MMA can coincide coexist whatever you want to say about Jake Paul Tyron Woodley so be it listen I think we can establish now that though I, I still think that there's MMA guys out there that could beat boxers in a boxing match. Um, if they, it, it's tough to put even Tyler Woodley, who now we're seeing is out of his prime, came off a short rest, go up against Jake Paul, go up in twenty pounds and put him against you know an amateur. In my opinion, no matter what anybody wants to say, Jake Paul's still an amateur. But it's tough to say, hey, we're gonna put you. He's picking his opponents properly. We're gonna put Tyron Woodley versus you. You know, you're a bigger guy, former UFC champion. But we're gonna put you two together. And for me, it's tough to say that if the p- opponents are picked out perfectly, that the MMA guy is gonna win. It it really it really is. It is, I'm at that point in time, I'm convinced. It is very difficult to buy into MMA fighters beating boxers, pure boxers, in a boxing fight. The It's got to be perfectly matched. But if you're going to tell me that a stud, Floyd Mayweather, I don't even want to say Jake Paul at all, but you know... There's this rumor that Francis Ngannou, if he doesn't get the contract back, you know, if the contract runs out in UFC, hey, maybe we get that Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou fight. It's tough for me right now to buy into elite top champion boxer versus elite top MMA fighter and say that the MMA fighter has a legitimate chance. I would love to see Francis Ngannou fight Fury. The step back three, you bitch! Music. You set my world on fire. Yes,
1: and I even podcasts. Whatever you face love, face hear face it face right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. I just can't win
2: that fight. I just can't. I think that Ngannou can knock out anybody, but we've also seen Deontay Wilder, who is that type of fighter, get dismantled by Tyson Fury. Now listen, Ngannou's much strong. I, if I had to say a striking contest, Deontay Wilder versus for, for, Francis Ngannou, I would say Francis Ngannou would knock out or punch harder per se. Because I think hey, Wilder could knock out anybody too, but I would think that Ngannou strikes hits harder than Deontay Wilder. That's just my opinion, but. You put him versus Tyson Fury, and again, just the way the Fury moves, boxes. If it's a pure boxing fight, I see Fury win that fight. I do. And that's how I'm going to be, that stance is going to be like that for quite some time because an MMA guy is really going to have to go in and really prove me wrong because even though I was excited about the way Woodley put on his performance, the first fight versus Jake Paul, the second fight you just saw in the training has to be there, all aspects, and the weight levels got to be there. There's a lot of things that we're going against Woodley. I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, because as Woodley said, you got to put some respect on Jake Paul's name. But I do think that if you put someone, any real contending, any real boxer, any legitimate boxer versus Jake Paul, they'll 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 pick him apart. Especially if the weight class is pure. Remember that. Jake Paul said, Tyron Woodley put, you know, I know you normally fight at 170. We're going to fight at 191. So Tyron Woodley, who normally cuts weight to go to 170, you know, and, and is trying to, you know, pack on as much as he can to go and be as heavy as possible. You know, when he gains weight back, maybe he walks around at 185. That's completely different. It's a completely different scenario than cutting weight Getting down to 191, and then once you weigh in, then you could build that muscle mass back up again and build whatever. He'll get that weight back on and stuff like that. It's a completely different aspect. So, again, Jake Paul is very smart. I just that, uh, again, my whole point is I'm bringing on boxing people to discuss what's going on in boxing, what's going on in MMA, how the two can unite together, how they can work together, and is Jake Paul what he doing what he's doing is it good for the sport Currently right now it is because in my opinion which is my podcast so it's all my opinion but what Jake Paul is doing for boxing it's it's putting it on a map he's making every he's making all the right moves so well but we'll 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 get that for listen I'm planning on having Brian Kenny Teddy Atlas a couple other guys on from from the boxing world too. really want to dive into that so listen I'm I'm more MMA everyone knows that but I do respect all combat sports I expect uh, respect the the pro wrestling too so I respect it all that's for sure all right let's get into this card let us get into it and dive into it because the there's Let's see. There were supposed to be one, two, three, four. Maybe this is edited. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Alright, it's ten fights now. And unless I've missed something, there will be, there should be still ten fights. But you never know. There, there's still two hours left. The recording is three o'clock now. So there still could be things uh canceled last minute. So let's hopefully that's not the case. We don't want that to be the case. We want to see some good cards good fights listen it's not this is not the sexiest card overall i'm not gonna even lie to you i mean to be fair the prelims actually got me more excited than the main card tj brown charles rosa good fight brian Kelleher versus kevin kroom who had to step in last minute decent fight court mcgee versus ramiz uh brahima decent fight court mcgee old school everyone knows court mcgee you got jamie pickett Joseph Holmes, Jamie Pickett's exciting. I'm excited to see what he's gonna do in the cage. Um, last time we saw him was was it last month? It was in October. Sorry. Uh, Loriano Strapoli got the victory over that. He did lose last year to Jordan Wright by KO, but I I like Pickett. I want to see how he rebounds and how he does start the season off, start this year off. Looking forward to seeing how Jamie Pickett fights. Uh, tonight. So that's exciting. I like that fight. Um, Bill Algeo versus Joe Anderson Brito. Again, doesn't do anything for me. Dakota Bush. Vichelislav Borshev. Borshev, I'm butchering his name. Again, not not doing anything for me. Caitlin Chukagian versus Jennifer Meyer does something for me. Both former uh, title contenders. Both lost to Chevchenko. Shevchenko. Again, I like Chukagian in this fight. I know Maya's better on the ground. it would be very interesting to see how she does versus Chukagian. But Chukagin, you know, has the 5-inch the reach on the height, 4-inch reach with striking. It'll be very interesting to see how these flyweights uh, hold their own. Again, they're, they're fighting the flyweight division, which is interesting. But, no, they they still fly, flyweight. That's right. Shevchenko's flyweight. I'm thinking strawweight for a second. But, yeah. Be interested how both of them do. I, Chukagin, I think, is obviously the uh, – has the the stand-up aspect of this fight in her – to her favor, to her advantage. Maya really is going to have to find a way to win on the ground. I don't think she'll be able to take Chukagin on the ground, which is why I think Chukagin will be able to keep this fight standing – and outstrike her opponent. Now it's not gonna be a knockout, but it's gonna be tactical, technical, and she should be able to outpoint her opponent on the ground, uh, standing up. Maya, that's where she's gonna struggle. She's really gonna force herself and have to force takedowns, which she could do, she can do, and she can't. It's not the worst on the ground, but I do think that the, the Maya Maya on the ground, that's her advantage for sure. Brandon Roval versus uh, Hoval, versus, um, Brandon Hoval versus Rogério Bontorin. Uh, hovel I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing his name correct because I think I'm pronouncing it wrong very much. S- Rovel, Roval, uh last lost to Pantosia in August. But I think he's got something there. Bontarin, this is his third fight uh, since March 6th. He lost to Kai of France, got knocked out. Then he got the draw overturned. By uh, From Matt Schnell back in May 15th. I can't remember that fight. But there was something going on. That was a very interesting fight from what I recall. Overall, this fight's not the sexiest either. But I do like uh, I do like Oval, Roval. Brandon Roval. One of those three. That's what I'm going to go with. And then, as my mailman's uh, delivering mail. Thank you very much. And then you got Jay Collier versus Chase Sherman. I don't know. Like, Chase Sherman has been such a disappointment in the heavyweight division. He's been in and out of the UFC for quite some time now. He's disappointed me uh, when, you know, when uh, he lost to Parker Parker Porter. He lost to Andre Orlovsky on his return to the UFC. I mean, there's been so many different, uh, so many opportunities for Chase to rebound, and he hasn't done it. I mean, he beat Ike Villanueva back in 2020, but still... Constantly is a disappointment to me. He lost to Sakai, who's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. He lost to Willis. Lost to Uh But again, like there's just been so many moments that I thought Chase Sherman, the Vanilla Gorilla as they, they call him, I really thought he was going to step up and you know against. Listen, Volkanovsky has been a d- interesting heavyweight. He's been able to not engage as much. And just be a tactical a technical fighter and really be able to keep distance and just be able to outpoint his opponents. And that's basically uh you know how he wins his fights these days because Sherman has been going in there trying to win by knockouts, which is what he's supposed to do, but it's been going the other way. So I I don't know. Jake Collier doesn't excite me either. Um, but their reach is pretty much identical. The height Sherman has a one-inch height difference, but nothing too spectacular. I'm still going to lean lean versus Chase. I think he needs it more. That's where I see this fight going. I, I do feel like Chase Sherman definitely needs this fight more. And I'll get my picks a little bit later, but again, I'm going to lean towards Chase Sherman. Now, here's the deal. Main fight, this fight is actually legitimately unbelievable. It's beautiful that you get this as the first fight of the year. It's sad that... Uh, you know, that not saying it's wasted by any means, but it's it's not a pay-per-view. This this could be a pay-per-view fight for sure. Not maybe not headlining, but it should be on a pay-per-view card. That's how good it is. Calvin Cater versus Giga Chikaze. Now, I actually had a couple people call me and ask for my advice during the week, and I gave them Cic- I gave them, uh cater. I thought Cater was, was definitely the leaning towards Cater. didn't say 100%, but I've been watching both fighters. I've looked at their previous fights. And I see Cater. He's definitely the best boxer. One of the best boxers in the division, for sure. You know, you, you look at the two. You see how they win fights. Cater has the knockout power. He could pick apart his opponents. Uh, you saw what he did to Jeremy Stevens. I know he, his last fight, it's been a year since he fought. You saw him and Max go toe-to-toe and Max really dismantled him and it looked bad. But Kaner was landing strikes too. And he was able to withstand the power of Max Holloway. He was able to withstand the strikes. But Jigga uh, Chakadze has been active. And that's the difference. There is a a three-inch um, advantage on the, on the feet. There is two-inch with the uh with with the striking. But Jacazy, you look at him, you look at what he's done. His last fight in August knocked out Edson Barbosa. The fight prior knocked out Cub Swanson. Now you could say, oh, but both were out of their prime or on their way out of their prime. Though that's all debatable. But the way he he beat them up was very impressive. Very impressive. Then you saw him knock out Jamie Simons. So it's now three finishes in a row. Three finishes in a row for Jacazy. Was uh was no submit he submitted. If I'm correct, he submitted I just watched it so I should know. Uh, no, it was TKO. That's right, the TKO uh, over Ed Barboza. He had him on the ground, went for submission, didn't finish it there, and then uh, then, he, then he just ground a pound. That's right. But uh, three finishes in a row for Chikese, but he's been – what is his fight streak right now? It's been un- unbelievable because he beat Brandon Davis, beat Erwin uh, Rivera, who stepped in last minute. Uh, beat Jamal Emmers. Erwin Rivera fight was very good. But Chasey really very impressive. Very impressive. He is on. Let me just get the accurate fight streak because I wouldn't want to lie to anybody. Because I hate lying to people. Even if it's not a lie, just mis- you know. Misinformed fact. I still don't want to lie to anybody. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine fight winning streaks. So he's going for ten, which is always double it's difficult. Ten, 10 fight winning streak is difficult. But again, the fact that he's been on a three-fight uh, finishing streak, knocked out or TKO'd his last three, three opponents, won three performances of the night. It's going to be an amazing fight, that's for sure. But what type of ring rush are we going to see out of Calvin Cater? That's the question. And really, if this fight goes five rounds, I see Chikadze winning. I see Chikadze winning. Because I think he's going to be the more... Technically, on the feet, it's going to be Cater. But Chikaze is so good on the ground, too. He's got... Not saying that he wants to take the fight to the ground, but he can get it there. If it does get there, his advantage is there for sure. I think that he's going to have a better game plan. I think he's going to try to control... He's got the little he's got the 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 reach. Um, so I think he's gonna try to k- keep his distance, which means Cater's gonna have to come f- to him, which is gonna allow Chickezi, who's been able to dismantle his opponents recently. Cater for him to be victorious, he's gonna have to keep this fight close. And I think that it's it's not gonna happen. I think that Chickez is gonna be able to keep a distance and really control this fight. So I do see Chakezey winning by. A decision and I know that's like well he's been on a, a, a knockout streak I know he's been doing great but I just think that that he's cater is dangerous and I don't think he wants to go into a boxing match with him if he goes to a box match with him I think cater then has the upper hand especially the, the year off he, th- he think he's fresh I don't believe in the ring rust I really don't if I said that before I just truly don't believe it I, I don't believe in the ring rust I think Cater because I also listened. Why was he off the year? He was re He had to recover from his fight with Holloway. He had some other injuries too. He had that broken nose. Um I think he got from the Jeremy Stevens fight prior. Uh so he had to recover on that as well. I do just think that he's gonna be fresh. He's gonna go in there. He's gonna look out look for a knockout. That he's gonna look to do. And he's gonna to want to finish this fight early. I don't think he wants to get into deep waters with Chakazi, but Chakazi I think is gonna want because again you think about the stamina. You think, listen, Chakazi hasn't need the stamina, hasn't need the conditioning, but he's been active. So I think for that part of it, yeah, I think that Chakazi, being so active, can go five rounds and keep Qatar Cater's uh, distance and find a way to win. If Cater's going to win, it's going to be by knockout. That's what I think. But I do think that Cicchese's going to take it five rounds, and we'll see uh, Cicchese unanimous, unanimous decision, or well whatever. He will by decision. That's what I think is going to happen. So that's UFC Fight Night 200. Uh, we will get more guests, and everybody's starting to roll, starting next week. We, i got a couple people lined up. We'll see how it goes, and we'll, we'll go from there. I'm sure we'll get some fighters on again soon. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening all this year. And we're looking for a great 2020, especially with this card starting it off. And we're going to get into the groove. Um, Again, UFC 270, Francis Ngannou, Cyril Gon's going to be on that card. So we'll break that next week, break down that next week, and everything like that. Um, Again, if you guys didn't know, I do the uh, midday shows, produce the midday shows on WFAN, Tiki and Tierney. I'm there every day, Monday through Friday, with them. I'm going to start throwing in some UFC stuff there no matter what. It's going to happen, so get ready. BT, Tiki, be prepared. Um, thank you for following, as always. Thank you for listening, as always. At the Hoff WFAN. At the Fight Fan WFAN on Twitter. At the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. Everywhere else, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, WFAN.com, Odyssey app. And again, TikTok, we just started it up. So I think it's Hoff WFAN on TikTok, so you can say me. And I'll probably have some reactions for some fights there as well. So just get ready. Go look for it. It'll all be there. But thank you very much for listening, paying attention, and all that good stuff. And the picks will be out very, very soon, I promise you, uh, along with this podcast. So I will see you guys later. You listen to The Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.